0: Just some scary movie.
1: You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to
0: mind? Um, Halloween. You no, know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. Hi, I'm Sha. I'm Ollie. And we are creeping It in the Family.
1: Episode 7. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I know said episode six. It was then, like you
0: were racing in to get there. Then you were right. episode seven.
1: Episode seven, The Shining. The
0: Shining.
1: The classic. What are your honest opinions?
0: I re- so honest
1: opinions. Yeah, I
0: am. I'm g- right. Because I know.
1: You, I know it's. I well, know it's
0: because it's a classic. I feel you, like. Yeah, hey, you so can't. You feel like you're
1: treading on eggshells. But now no, Nan no. Elm no, no. street shit. There, I said it. It's average. It's all right. It's
0: not
1: shit. Take it. So it's all, no. It's not shit. That's incorrect. It's it's. All right. <laughs> That's
0: incorrect. That's
1: but I won't. Right. I won't be watching it again.
0: No, and I probably won't watch The Shining again. I so me and Oliver watched it in two parts because we're a pair of fannies and we work a full day and then we're absolutely knackered. So stop it. What? I right. So he's now writing <laughs> while I was in the middle of my speech and I was watching him. It's just written ums.
1: So it's a ums counter. Um, so just so um, just so we can go straight to him. But yeah, so The Shining.
0: Yeah, so I, I so we watched this in two halves, and we stopped the first half just in the first bar scene, where he yeah gets off back off the wagon and starts drinking again. And I really liked it up to then; I, I thought it was really entertaining, and I was enjoying the build up because I like a slow build up in a film. But the second half just lost it a little bit for me. I don't know whether it would have changed my mind if we'd have watched it all in one go. Yeah, but the second half it was just. I don't know, i It just lost a little bit for me, and I had a lot of questions, and I didn't, I didn't enjoy the ending. I it wasn't my favourite. See, but I enjoy it. It was a good film.
1: It's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to go with because, it's it is building up to something, and nothing really that dramatic happens. Um, there's only one death in the film, yeah. which is what's it, what Dick. Dick, yeah, and that's. Uh, I think it's good that there's a there's a death in there, but you'd expect. The thing is for it to be a horror, you expect it to be a lot of not necessarily gore, but a lot of uh, blood. Mm. Um, I mean,
0: there was a lot of blood, there was a lot but of just blood, just not for a person. Yeah,
1: kills. Uh, but that that don't necessarily make a good horror. But I think that's what comes to mind when you mention yeah. the word horror.
0: I really didn't want Dick to die.
1: No, we. I, liked, uh... I
0: really liked his character. In fact, he was probably my favorite character.
1: And see, then, I, I like Wendy. I think. Oh, Wendy see, I think really Wendy should well. have
0: copped it. Shaded my head in. Actually, kill the creepy kid. Chop yeah. off, chop off, chop off his finger. He did a good
1: job at being creepy, to be fair, though. It was. Yeah, well, it, I've it got, was got a lot more about him,
0: a little bit later on. But yeah, it was. It was good. The little kid was good. But if you just chopped off his finger, would he? Would he still be the Shining? Maybe he That's holds it all in his finger. Mm.
1: Anyway. So we start off with a film, uh, driving to the hotel. And, yeah, and you instantly get this feeling of isolation like they're in the middle of nowhere like the the shots are panned very far out and it shows that there's nothing around it's very wooded and i think that's the whole idea of the film it, it's once it, you feel when we were speaking about it, when we was watching the film and saying about how it's making us feel about how how anxious we feel and how, how much the sense of building it's because like subconsciously you know there's no one around to help whatever goes wrong whatever starts happening not in horror. the police can be called, or do you know what I mean? Or they can make a getaway. But there's the no way. Isolates the yeah, there's there's isolates, no way for but... them to get away.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the opening credits, and I'm not one usually a fan of the credits. I really liked that it was it was very simple, but it was effective, and it said it did build the scene of there's no way out of this. Like yeah. this this car driving up to these mountains. That's pretty much all you've got, and it. I would want to drive it even when he was driving for the interview so no. never mind in a snowstorm so what did they say
1: it was like three and some hours away yeah. from where he lived yeah so he's miles away well we might not know that's a close to civilization but you you know it's in the middle of nowhere yeah and in a snowstorm. why did they say what was the reason they said they built the hotel it, it no the, there was it wasn't a ski resort because you couldn't get access to it during it the, was that the snowy bad. months because
0: and skis the, back when it was built um winter activities weren't really a thing like winter sports weren't yeah a thing. So it was just there for...
1: It's there people, It's there as basically. kind of a luxury hotel. Not one you'd pass in... like You won't go stay in it because you're going somewhere. You go yeah. to stay particularly in that hotel.
0: And the guy said it was really good for scenery and Jack Nicholson yeah. agreed. So there's an interview with Jack Nicholson's character, also called Jack. And then I got really freaked out because Danny is called Danny in real life as well. Is it? So I was like, are they all named after...
1: I wonder if they, col- they col- correlate, correlate with the book. I wonder if that's characters' names in the yeah, book. Yeah, I don't
0: know. It'd be interesting. Because the book is completely different.
1: Yeah, I, I did read up say, and it and it did mention that it doesn't portray what the book portrays. No. But obviously it has its completely own take on it.
0: So Jack is being interviewed to look after the Overlook Hotel. It's gorgeous. I mean, it's it's outdated now, but it, it was beautifully luxurious and it was really nice they warn him about it being isolated but jack says he doesn't mind because he's just starting a writing project and so 5 months of peace and quiet is exactly what yeah. he needs he's not phased by it and he also mentions the idea that there's it's going to be nice to have this family around him and it'll it just be a really nice setup for the winter months they also then you know just pull out the bar go oh, yeah have you heard about the little incident that happened Yeah. no no not not a little resident haunting or anything like that no just a man just murdered his family, went a bit insane up here. Chopped but...
1: him up into little bits was a description, wasn't yep. it?
0: Yeah. And he Jack's not really fazed by this. He's sort of like, Yeah, it's fine. My wife's really into ghosts and stuff anyway.
1: If you went for a job, say you um uh say you went for a new teaching job at a different school far mm. away and there was a there was a case of a murder in the school, um, would that change your mind about it?
0: I think it would unnerve me. If I really like the school, I don't think it would affect me. But in the back of my mind, you know, I work at a really lovely school. I really enjoy it. And But even then, even in the evenings, especially in the winter evenings, because I get in in the dark and I leave in the dark, it, it gets dark at about four o'clock in the winter, winter. Mm. And so even just being there in the dark unsettles me. And I know there's nothing sinister in there.
1: See, I'd, I don't think it would bother me if I went to work at a place... Um... Obviously, where I work, people have people have had accidents and passed, but that's 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 not due to yeah. like murder or anything. It's not, it wasn't a deliberate it was yeah, an accident or... but I think even even if the case was, um, I went to go work somewhere and there was a murder or there was a you know some an event that it, it wouldn't creep me out enough to well to be it, it I think it'd intrigue me more than it would scare me off because okay. I, I don't I don't believe that something's like it's all make believe like The Shining like how it happened twice because it happened with the old caretaker and then him i'm I'm not Brady, I believe.
0: grady grady yeah is his name.
1: so I don't think it would put me off
0: okay, so if returning the question you've just said it it won't put you off if you were to do so for instance if they were going to bring back is it Newsham Hospital that you and Shah went to in Liverpool uh
1: something like that yeah so
0: if you if they were bringing it back, knowing what you know now and being through the experience and they said, oh, we need some electrical engineers to do the electrical work." Would would you take that job if it paid well? Not be in the location, as in yes. not having to drive to Liverpool. Yeah, I get, every day, I get what you're saying. in
1: a in an ideal world, you, yeah,
0: would you take the job?
1: I think in my in my line of work, yes, because there'd be no. I, mean, I wouldn't be a caretaker, probably, but true. Being an electrician, I'm not going to be working in the building at night by myself with no lights on. Also very true. Um, but you are right. I was saying before it won't bother me. Maybe not in my line of work, but if I was say a security guard or a caretaker, then maybe yeah. yeah. Well, I'd say maybe, It probably, definitely would in a in a location like that.
0: I used to. I mean, I used to work at a play area, and quite a lot of stuff happened at the play area that couldn't be explained, and. Like one particular event really put me off so much to the point where we had to clear when, when we had to clean up, I would avoid that area because it frightened me that much.
1: There's a, there's a few places where I work where I, I, I prefer not to be um, just because they're eerie not because anything's happened. Um, but I, I work in bas- I don't know when you said when I say basement to you, you you think like underneath house basement, but you've got you've got these long massive buildings where where we make the product but everything that's on top, it's like an iceberg. Everything you see on top underneath, that's where all the wiring yeah. is and, and all the, the water ho- like water pump houses are. Yeah. So it's quiet down there. It's really, there's, there's water dropping down. Yeah, like it, it's not very good lighting. There's light in there, but it's not the best. And if I can help it, when I'm with someone, I don't care. Like I'll, yeah, I'll happily it's stroll when around, on your own. but I, I didn't like going down there by myself. It's like a maze. It's it's easily to get. It's easy to get lost down there.
0: Yeah. And I feel the same. I feel like I'm braver. With people but even if I, I wouldn't mind being sitting next to Lisa and yeah. Mark in, in the middle of the night in yeah. school but if I was on my own I would be definitely creeped out there's times where I've been on my own in the dark in the building and the caretaker has locked me in multiple yeah, times I and I, it is it's it's stressful and it does make you frightened and it's I think it's the idea of vulnerability when you're alone. You don't know whether your mind's playing tricks on you or whether you're actually seeing something, and I think that really plays.
1: Yeah, I think your senten- sense sentences, your senses get heightened, heightened but not in a, an advantage where you. I think you get paranoid about your your senses, like you definitely. think you you, th- you think you hear well you you hear something, but then your mind plays tricks and thinks it's something else.
0: Yeah, definitely. So we then get a split scene between Wendy and Danny, the little boy. So Jacks. Wife and son, Danny starts having a vision about what is going to happen. He's standing, brushing his teeth in the bathroom. Now, beforehand, we haven't seen anything too creepy about Wendy and Danny, but (laughs) the little finger thing, yeah, the little Tony the finger. Well, we when we were at Dad's on Saturday, was it Saturday? Yeah, we were at Dad's on Saturday. So, The Shining was actually on BBC. Was it? Yeah, playing while we were watching it. I was like, oh, well, we could have watched it, but we're at Dad's, and to be honest, I like to be focused on it, so I'm making notes and things like that. But Sue was quite in disbelief that I'd never watched it before, and she just sent me a voice message, and we go to loads bums and tums on a Monday, and it was like... Tony says legs, bums and tums <laughs> is bad for you. Had
1: you seen the film by this point?
0: No. So, <laughs> so I found, was what, like, found, what, what the fuck, the are, you fuck doing? are you doing? And she <laughs> I said to her, I was like, you had a Prosecco, so." And she was like, yeah. <laughs> and then, but I get it now. So that's the only thing we get from him. But then we get, as I say, the vision from Danny and it's very startling. It's very, it flashes, the sort of flashing memories. And Wendy finds him on the floor. And so we get the doctor who looks Danny over and says oh I don't really think it's anything too important it's just he, he wasn't he didn't have any friends they at said school it's an episode he.
1: like it's perfectly natural and I don't, I don't know how true that is I'm not a doctor like I've never known a kid uh pass out
0: yeah and she she asks quite a lot about Danny's social life and how he how he is as a child and it's revealed that he had an injury that Jack caused. So we've yeah. been drinking
1: and what, what is your honest opinion on that, on that instance? say if, say you, you cut the film off there and you'd seen him at the interview and he seems like a nice person. Yeah. Um, it's not really relevant to the film, but I just thought, well, that we know that that's, we know that we're watching a film. So we know that that's, uh, that's going to play a factor like that aggressive side. Yeah. But he was drunk and he, he used too much force to pull his, uh, Danny's arm up and it, it, Hurt his collarbone, or whatever yeah. happened to it. Um, I just thought, like, I think that's in the film to make you, make you really think. Well, this guy's out of control. But like, is it? It is obviously awful, and it's, it's. If you can't handle your drink, don't have it. Yeah. Um, in that quantity. But I just thought to me, maybe it was clever because it, it did leave that option. Well, that doesn't mean is is an awful dad and is a he, do you not know I mean is a horrible, nasty person. But he's, he's gives, it makes you think he's got that streak in him where where he could he could lash out. Where he
0: could snap. I, I get it to the point. It's hard for me because back in the 80s when this was set, I don't actually know when it was set, but when it was produced, as much as child abuse is absolutely awful, it was more accepted. Yeah,
1: you used like to be able to hit kids. As, it, yeah, you it. used to yeah. be able to
0: hit kids and it wasn't a problem, even though it was a problem. And I'm glad it's a problem now. But I read this book and I read it when I was at school, actually, and it's called *A Child Called It*, and it's by Dave Pelzer, and it tells a story about his abuse with his mother. And there's one bit where she she's drunk a lot of the time, the mother, and she yanks his arm up to do something, and he hears a pop, and she's dislocated his arm, just like yeah. Danny's shoulder, like collarbone was dislocated. And to me, there's no excuse for that. Whether you're drunk or not, that is child abuse. Yeah, and I'm
1: not, I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying it. It, like, if, if the story would have been he came in and punched Danny, then it's different. Then he's a um, a child abuser. But I feel like that's... You can't...
0: It sounded very rehearsed.
1: What she was mean? very much... Well, I'm guessing she's had to tell the story many times to to different people. I
0: don't know. I don't... There's something quite dark... Li- well, obviously we know there's something dark-looking in Jack, but...
1: To be fair, in your in the favour of your argument, the fact that later on in the film, when Danny has bruises on his throat... She instantly, instantly goes it's to it's Jack him. straight away. Is that possibly because they're the only three people in the hotel, or is that because she knows that Jack's got the ability to hurt Danny? He's not scared to put a, to lay a finger on him.
0: Yeah, and I think Danny is very, very close to his mother. Like Danny's very close to Wendy, but um, Danny's not. Damn it, Danny's not very close to Jack. Yeah, and so I think, and the thing is as well with the injuries i remember learning about this in psychology at college and after a traumatic event or to repress child abuse children conjure up imaginary friends and it happens straight after Mm. and so that could be danny's way of trying to repress the abuse that jack puts on him but i'm not it you know it's a big what if and we don't we don't know enough you get you
1: get what i'm saying like it's it like Jack's actually quite a likable character. He for is. The first I really liked him film. when I saw him. And when he when you when I found out about that, it was kind of like ooh like it wasn't like a oh, is it is a secret monster? But it was kind of like oh, that's a bit 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 concerning.
0: And the doctor found it concerning as well. And the yeah. way that Wendy just sort of like brushed over like oh yeah, it was an accident, and she turns into some sort of congratulations for Jack as well. She's like, oh yeah, and he yeah, hasn't it's drank. Yeah, he's five months off Yeah, off he's five drink. months clean, so we're really proud of him, and something good came from it, and it's like, yeah, well, but your son had his collarbone dislocated by his father. Like, yeah. that's not right. Yeah. And so I, I didn't like that at all, and it did put me off the character of Jack a little bit, but I love Jack Nicholson, so it's quite easy to he forget. He fucking
1: sells that character so well. He is so, so well. good. His, his facial features just seem to work in those types of roles, like the Joker, just a, just a psychopath.
0: Yeah, see, I look at him and automatically think Joker and that won't ever change because I've been a really big fan of Tim Burton's Batman film where he did play the Joker, but he, he's so delectably unhinged in this film. And even when he's not, even when they're driving up to the hotel as a family, there's just something. Yeah. We said
1: this, didn't we? We said, we said throughout the full, throughout the full film and a lot of it's down to the composition, the, the, outstanding composition in the film that's just
0: the the
1: soundtrack just makes there wasn't a minute in the film where you didn't feel like you 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 know normally in horrors you can go
0: I a bit of comedy but yeah
1: because because normally in a horror film it's suspense jump scare slash climax relax and then move on to the next whereas this one it was just an uphill slope to literally the yeah, last you, minute. Yeah, you
0: never got a break. Yeah. And I think that's maybe why I was so tired.
1: Mm.
0: The, like the, I've never had this with a film either. The film exhausted me because yeah. I was so focused. And I think it's because we didn't get an answer in the end. And that's re- it really stresses me out. Normally, I like quite ambiguous endings. So, what, endings that you don't know yeah. the end of. But this really frustrated me, this film.
1: You're always waiting for something to happen and it doesn't really. Yeah,
0: a lot of the time it doesn't. So they're in the car together, uh, there's Danny, Wendy and Jack, and even as I say, even then it just doesn't seem like a strong family unit, and you know, how old's Danny? What's five? Mm. Five years old?
1: The thing is the film does very well at making it, it doesn't really, it, it's got very, very few characters, and then the scenes where it is travelling or they're in the town, there's not really any background audience here it make it gives you tunnel vision to just those three characters yeah. like obviously there is dick who was a an ex like it was a really nice character and a breath of fresh air
0: but he wasn't featured
1: it, the, he didn't have much film time nor yeah. did anyone the, the hotel manager was probably one of the most featured, featured. and even then he's just in the first the, the first bit it's
0: quite the featured. barman yeah but, but we the, don't know whether that's these characters or? are just
1: fillers kind of thing like they don't you don't they don't want you to think about other characters it's just them three alone in that hotel
0: yeah and it's the film slowly drives you mad along with it yeah and i think that's really effectively done so we've got the idea as well that the hotel was built on top of an indian burial ground and they're notorious for hauntings zach bagans in ghost adventures if he doesn't start an episode with there's a demon rumored to be in this presence or it was built on a burial an ancient indian burial ground then you haven't got a good episode so that inclines to the idea that it's haunted and I, this is what winds me up because is it? This is this is, is in it? my
1: notes. I put um, where is it? I put so many different things. To think about is it paranormal? Is it a possession? Is it psych? psych is like psychic? Yeah, is like it... like what is it? You don't what's what the fuck's Tony?
0: Like, who the fuck never, is Tony? Like, it's
1: never elaborated on like who the fuck's Tony. Like I think
0: actually in my notes I might have just put who the fuck is Tony at some point
1: because he's he played like it's like at the start of the film it makes you think oh he's gonna have a big part to play. Then he doesn't, and then towards the end of the film, he comes back into play. And Danny, in the end, just ends up snapping out of it and running around this maze like, "What happened?" Because Danny had gone at one point, didn't he? It was just Tony. Like when his mum was um, when his mum was speaking, it was just Tony. He was like, "Oh, Danny's He'd gone. Danny's gone completely. now." Yeah. So when did Danny come back, or when did Tony and leave?
0: Yeah, and who? It, what was Tony supposed to do? Was Tony helping him? Yeah, or by
1: saying red rum, like hinting there's going to be a murder. Or was he? Or was he possessed? Because yeah, he oh, picked, that. was that, so that, good. That was quite good. Then he. Picked, I'm glad we
0: got that on recording.
1: He, he picked up the knife. So was he gonna? Was he saying I'm gonna murder it? There's it, just so, this film is just completely filled with questions unanswered. But maybe that's why it's so popular. And it's not. It's not really frustratingly like some films leave you completely blank and make there's no you, there's nothing th- for you to think about. Whereas this, I think it kind of leaves it to the audience's own perspective, like how. What do they think Tony was? What do they think the ho- was yeah, was the 100%. hotel haunted?
0: I, the more I talk about this film, the more I actually quite like it. But I do like the first half. The first half we're on now, I really enjoyed. They arrive at the hotel, the Overlook Hotel, and the manager's in. It all seems really nice, pleasant. They're going on a walk. They go on a tour. They leave Danny in the game games room, and he's playing darts, I believe. So he's just chilling, playing some darts. And then he turns around, and there's two little girls creepiest little girls yeah they were
1: i don't really find kids creepy in in movies, but they were quite quite scary
0: and he seems unsettled by that and even in the house tour and i you are absolutely right when it was talking about focusing on those three characters because even when there were more people around giving them the tour and things like that i was focused on jack and wendy and how their relationship was perceived because jack didn't say much at all and Wendy seemed to be trying to fill the space of the conversation. It was constantly, like, "Oh, this hotel's beautiful. I don't think I've ever seen something so wonderful in my life.
1: Mm.
0: Almost filling that silence it's
1: you kind of get the impression that Jack doesn't want to be with her
0: definitely 100%. like he'd
1: rather just be doing everything alone, but now he's got a wife and he's got a kid, and it's like, if I have to come, I'll bring him
0: yeah, and that frustration comes in later when he kicks off at her for the first when she's asked to leave. Because he talks about, you know, where have you been when I, have you ever thought about my responsibilities, yeah. my duties. is. I've been, I've said, I've had to stay in this hotel for the next five months. Do you know what that'll do?
1: Yeah.
0: If I do that, and so there is some definite hidden resentment backed up there. Then Danny finds them again. Another woman from the hotel brings him in. They're taking the way round, and they go towards the kitchen, and that's when we meet Dick, and he takes. Danny and Wendy around the kitchen shows them what's what, and whilst Dick is talking to Wendy, Danny's watching him. And the and, Shining happens. And then the Shining happens, and Dick turns to him and says something about ice cream. You like ice cream? You like or ice something. cream? And then he picks up, pick, um, he picks up on D- Doc. Is it? Is that his nickname?
1: Doc. Danny. Yeah. What's up, Doc? Yeah. What's up,
0: Doc? So Danny. Dick calls Danny "Doc," and oh it's a very weird turn of phrase there.
1: And then Wendy picks. And up Wendy on it. picks
0: up on it and says, "How do you know that I call him that?" I don't think I remember saying it. And Dick says, "Oh, you must have mentioned it before." Yeah. It's, it's, it's nothing.
1: But then this is where we find out that the shining is actually, um, it's like a, a psychic power. Um, very few people possess it, but it's basically telepathic. You, you connect. It's hard to explain because it's still not really elaborated on. It's but like it's, Bluetooth. Yeah, essentially Bluetooth for the brains. They can they can speak to each other and they can see things happening before they happen.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, they can see into the past because he was seeing the the girls murdered and yeah. stuff. Yeah.
0: And you can see. Into so it's what's not it's not really future. a
1: power that that I'd like to possess by any means.
0: No, especially if it can't be controlled.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a strange one. I I wouldn't want to to be able to.
0: But, also. In my opinion, anyway, it might not be something for certain. But I believe that Dick has more control over it.
1: Well, he's older, isn't he? He seems to be able to switch
0: on and off more. So maybe it's something you train yourself to do and not do because Danny is so young, it's coming in like spurts and visions and so he doesn't know what's what. We get to the point where Danny mentions room 237 as well and Dick automatically stops and he's like, there's nothing in room 237 don't ever go in there so and i I don't really understand this because we go through that is it paranormal is it jack's mind is it danny's mind what what is this but if dick is also picking up on the fact that room 237 is not a nice room there's something wrong in 237 surely there must be some sort of haunted element to it
1: maybe well do we ever specify where the family was slaughtered? Was they
0: see this is what I thought? Was it room two three seven? But I don't think we ever Because out. if we that might. if
1: that was the case, then fair enough. Like you just wouldn't want anyone going in there anyway because there's no need to. But yeah, maybe. Well, maybe as as possessing the power of the shining as well, he knew that 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 things happened in that room, and um, because the room the room when we see into it, it still looks like guests stay in it. It doesn't look. Yeah. old and abandoned it still looks well maintained Fresh. and yeah so maybe him knowing that the danny will be able to see what he sees is saying don't you go into that room because I mean, it doesn't, doesn't it doesn't look abandoned see. and it doesn't it looks like it's still be used
0: yeah that's a good point so then we travel to one month later and these time frames really messed with my head a little bit and it
1: i think that's what they're intended for i think they're to make you think fucking hell what's happening to time because yeah. all they are is trapped in this hotel there's not there's, there's no recollection of time for them they're well, in there for like, five months
0: it's like covid in some sort of sense i've got it linked down lost, here. yeah i've i lost track of time when we were because schools obviously were closed apart from some vulnerable pupils so i did go in a little bit more towards the end but for those first three months i lost track of days i didn't know what Time it was. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. Because your
1: sleeping patterns knackered, you just didn't have a clue. You, everybody and was I, stressed. I think, I think that's what this film tries to do. To admit, it makes you feel like because because you build up to suspense and you, and you get something dramatic happens, and then all of a sudden you go from all this suspense building up and you, you're thinking something's gonna happen to all of a sudden. Well, one one month later, like what the fuck happened? Like what what Definitely. happened in this one month? But well, that's like, it wants to confuse you in a way. I I think anyway.
0: It goes to one month later completely, and then we see Danny riding around on his tricycle, and I think that is the best thing for a kid to do in the entire world. That is my childhood dream. I was sitting there watching, like you
1: looking. Yeah, we stick. said this, and uh, it's good camera work.
0: Do you remember when we were little and like Dad would take us to Matalan and we used to play hide and seek inside the clothing rails? We Used and to stuff play it like everywhere, that. didn't we? Yeah, we, we we were just everywhere. Imagine doing that in that hotel. You wouldn't be found for days. That would be fantastic. And I just really did enjoy that. Then you've got Wendy and Danny going through the maze as well. So that's the first introduction to the maze. Shit me. That is a big maze.
1: It is a big maze. But I think at the same time, I don't think it's... I thought it was... Knowing what happens in the film, I thought it's foreshadowing. But it's not really. It's just part of the tour. Like it doesn't like when you watch that film did you think that maze is going to have something big to play in the story
0: only because i've seen the clip of the maze towards the end right but weirdly i thought it was some sort of ice cavern in the end and it looks like it from the way it's set so i didn't re- i didn't put two and two together until a little bit later but it it's massive and it's so overwhelming and it's scary
1: but that, that it makes you feel trapped. The whole film makes you feel trapped. Definitely makes you do feel like not not in like a cringe way, like. Oh, it makes you feel like you're in the film, but you do feel like you're in that hotel and like you, even you're not allowed to know. You're not allowed to leave. Like you're in there now with those three people, and that's why it's uncomfortable to watch.
0: Hundred percent, definitely. We get. I've just put in my notes. Don't go into two three seven, Danny. Does he look at it? Does he end up riding his tricycle? And he then...
1: he goes to open it and it's locked.
0: Uh, okay so and then
1: the next time he goes back i think it's open it's
0: open okay so he goes to open it and i was just looking like danny don't do it tony the talking finger told you not to do it so don't do it jack snaps at his wife this is the first sort of inkling that things are well it's not the first sort of inkling it's got a
1: shot but that's the first time you see him be like verbally abusive like nastily towards her
0: definitely and it's harsh and i do you said you really like wendy and you know what? To a certain extent, I did.
1: I I like it because I've I've I, it might have been on a dead meat video or some some video, but did it? it, it what's what's the director?
0: Stanley Kubrick.
1: Stanley he, he was, I, I've heard that in behind the scenes he was so particular with his shots, like he made the what's do you know when his actor actress? No, I don't know. He does. made a retake like shots after shots after shots, even though it. he he might everyone else might think yeah that's perfect he'd be like no i keep running it and it used to drive her insane like she cried several times during filming because she just thought like what am i doing wrong and he used to don't want to get this this cross but i think he used to actually be quite nasty towards her saying you're not he was
0: yeah that's one of my behind the scenes but
1: i think that shows in a she looks stressed when she's acting but she's definitely she's in a stressed environment so it works well in the film i think that's why i like take a liking to her
0: yeah i i do quite like her in a way and i I think she pulls through for me at the end. The problem is, I've only seen before I'd actually watched the whole film. I'd only seen select clips, and obviously the clip that everybody's seen the most is the here's yeah. Johnny, and then her standing there screaming and holding a knife. And I'm a bit like, hon, just just drive it through him.
1: But now you've seen the now you've seen now the I've film, seen the
0: film and how she's you, been mentally broken down. And it's
1: a husband and a and a, a yeah. son's dad
0: yeah like you, I respect that yeah I get that.
1: Th- like and I think credit to her she's not she doesn't make stupid decisions like when she goes down to confront him she takes a bat and she whacks him with it she does and she locks him in a pantry like she she does everything right as a, as a final girl so to speak yeah not really, she
0: does but definitely. she do not make
1: stupid decisions she don't do you know what I mean she does no. everything by the book as not as a normal person would
0: yeah I agree she she's she's all right so we get to Thursday and Jack is losing it and it is so bloody uncomfortable the worst thing and no matter what he's done in the whole film, the most uncomfortable thing I saw in it all was just him staring. Mm. Where he'd just stand there and stare, and you could just see the madness in his eyes. And Jack Nicholson, you know, i he's rumoured to be a bit of a player in the act, the old acting world, but he's amazing in this role. Did he get an award for this? I couldn't tell you. He should have got Best Actor for something, because he was... He
1: sells the role. I think if you put... There's a... I, like it's easy to say now because he he was um, chosen for that role, but if someone else had played it, you think they couldn't yeah. have done a good as job as uh, because he does it so well in the sense it's it, it, the, the film is what two two hours and something long it's a mm. long film it is when a there's long n- film. there's not really that much that happens in it, but his acting alone keeps you in it because you see him progressively slowly and slowly getting more and more psychotic, and I think for an actor to be able to do, to be able to do that to make a film that long. Uh, not boring and, and you still be hooked on it. it, it takes a good performance.
0: Yeah. So I watched Joker recently because.
1: Which Joker? Whacking Fe- Phoenix. Whacking Phoenix. Whacking
0: Phoenix. And I really. I connected his character more with Jack. Yeah. And like the slow dissolve into insanity than I did the Joker, Jack Nicholson the Joker, weirdly. But I do think. He's,
1: Joaquin Phoenix had a full film to do it though. It, it wasn't a Batman film where the main character is Batman and yeah. Joker's a side character like a villain. Whereas a Joker had a full. The film was, was, just, not, was not. It's not about being yeah. a villain. It was about his his journey He's into being a, psych, being a side. But psycho. it was.
0: It really was fantastic. And I, I, as much as I don't, it's definitely not in my top ten horrors. It's probably not even in my top twenty. But the acting was superb mm. and the story is superb and I can respect that. So then we've got the radio uh, talk with the police station, and the police like reminds Wendy, you know, just keep keep the radio on. It's best to keep the radio on now, and that that made me feel a little bit uneasy. And I know it's because the weather's going to get so bad that it can't.
1: But then you think, why would they need to be... They're there for yeah. five months, whoever doesn't involve them. Maybe I'd, I'd imagine it's just just precaution over what's happened there previously. Just always keep your radio on. Maybe so. But even then, in a building that big, the chances are you're not going to hear it, unless you're walking past.
0: Very true. So,
1: but then again, in those days, that was a technology available. So
0: We've got Danny again, and he's he, he finds himself in the hallway, and he have got the two creepy little girls. And the best thing about this film... Is the shots and Stanley Kubrick is a master at doing this, but it's the blink. So one blink, they're laid dead on the floor and bloods everywhere. Then the other blink, they're standing there. Yeah. Then another blink, and God, that little boy must have been terrified because <laughs> mm. it terrified me. It and it wasn't horror scare; it was just pure fear. Yeah. And so it was, it was unner- it was unnerving to say the least. Then we've got. Wendy and Jack, I believe, not Wendy and Jack, sorry, Wendy and Danny are watching something on TV and Danny has to go get his fire engine. And Wendy's like, your dad's asleep, you know, can you not? And Danny's sort of insistent. So he goes up really quietly and Jack is sitting on the bed and he looks like hell, like he is exhausted. You can see it. And he says, Danny says, why don't you sleep? And Jack says, I can't sleep.
1: So this is where is it become like you can, you can see the physical aspects of him being insane. Definitely,
0: and it's he has his father son chat with him, and he sort of sits him on his knee, and they're having a conversation. But he's so silent, and it's so unnerving. And even the way Jack like sort of holds Danny and speaks to him there's just an edge to his tone a conversation that between father and child that should normally be quite you know peppy and the child's caring for the dad and it's real cute and but it's so uncomfortable
1: because we know what's going on in it. well we don't know what's going on in his mind but we know from the the way the, the film wants us to know that this is an unstable person and you're scared, you, you've we've seen jack flip out in this film by now and you you just you wait for him to flip out again and this time on danny
0: Yeah, 100%. And then we get, a little bit later on, Jack starts working on his book again. And Wendy is down getting stuff for tea, I presume. So she's making tea, or dinner, or whatever. And she hears shouting from upstairs. And so she runs upstairs to Jack, who is clearly having a nightmare. And she runs over to him, sort of tries to shake him awake. And when he wakes up, he tells her, I had a dream that I chopped you and Danny up into little pieces. And this point, by this point, I'm like, come on, Wendy, get the fuck out of there. Because he said, and we never actually see it on film, and I have this question for you, actually. Did Jack lie about Wendy loving ghosts and the paranormal and stuff like that? Did he ever tell her about the history of the place? No, I don't
1: think he did. I think he purposely didn't.
0: Because if I was Wendy, A, I wouldn't have gone there to begin with, because fuck that. And B, if my husband had told me that he had a dream about me getting chopped up into little pieces and him doing it, when there was a father who chopped up his child and his, well, his children and his wife in the very similar manner, I'd be like, yep, see ya.
1: Yeah, I don't think she knew about it. And I also think it's easy to say as a viewer, like, get the fuck out of there. But her, her husband is on the floor crying, like, scared, shook because of a nightmare like we know that someone died in that hotel from the exact same causes so
0: do we think she does i don't know. think
1: she does know because it must have been she would have brought it up at some point in the film
0: and you know even even in the situation where you love the power i love the paranormal i love researching it i love learning about it i find it's really interesting but if i know if i had a child and that something like that had happened I, I would have been really reluctant yeah, to go. Yeah, I, I
1: don't. I think even if she would have been reluctant, she'd have been forced to go anyway. Yeah, he was very um, much a forceful. But I, I I don't think she knew. And
0: personally. at this point, Danny has gone into room two three seven because it's been unlocked, and Danny runs downstairs, and that's when he says about him. Yeah, he's
1: been strangled. Being strangled, and she and assumes it's Jack. She
0: assumes it's Jack. A because he's of this nightmare, and so he's showing violent tendencies, and B because beforehand he'd. Popped and down his collarbone.
1: You can genuinely see in Jack's face when this is happening that he's like, like he doesn't know what to say because he knows he hasn't done it. It was the I think it was a woman in the bath bathtub who did it.
0: And where the fuck did she come from? This
1: this is what I mean. This is what I, this is why this film confused me because, like, that that was not a a ghost to, so to speak. No,
0: it was was it Jack's imagination? Was it, is it his well, yeah, is,
1: is he hallucinating? And then, but then to make count can't, counteract that argument. No, because there's... What's his name? Tony. Tony. So this film does explore things that aren't possible in, in our minds. So is that Jack's hallucination or is that actually happening? Is I it, don't think we're is supposed it, to, is to it, This is what I'm saying. The film just doesn't want to give you answers. It leaves it leaves it to your imagination. And
0: that is probably what's the most frustrating thing because then you start questioning your...
1: As humans, we like to be told ABC. Yeah, this, this is what happened. Beginning, this is and middle, end. and This is the reason why it all happened. But this film doesn't give you that.
0: No, and I... As much as I don't like that, I do sort of like it as well. It's, no
1: one likes it, but we love it. Yeah, like, it's we, a weird one. It's a, it's a, it. Yeah, it's a talking point.
0: Then Jack... So before the bathroom scene even takes place, Jack goes to the golden room, which is where that like, other ball was, and suddenly it's filled with people. No, it's not. It's not filled with people yet, is just it? Just the bar. The first one, it's just the bar.
1: And this, this, is, where I, this is where I originally started questioning um, about uh, possibly being another... I say dimension that makes it sound very, uh, very over the top, but the, the the line that gives it to me is, I don't actually, I don't know if it's this one or the next Bastian when he goes, your money's no good here.
0: That was the same as me. That's as in, when I was. As in started saying,
1: money doesn't matter in this world. Do you know what I mean? Money doesn't matter in this this dimension.
0: May I add as well? Jack didn't have any money on him the first time he went. Yeah. But then he suddenly had money. But then I said. Well, I didn't say it to anybody because I like to keep it for the podcast, but I thought, is his money no good there? Because the fact he's having realistic physical money in his hand, that it's crossing reality with the paranormal and, or the reality with the psyche and but the But this is why this film's a
1: masterpiece, because we don't know. Yeah, it's not explored. Really. But it's not explored, in it frustrates you because you want to know, but it's not explored in a way where you kind of like, well, go on then, like, why? We don't need to know, like, we can think of it ourselves.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, Jack is now off the wagon. He had his bur- bourbon. Is that what we call it? Bourbon? bourbon on the rocks. Bourbon on the rocks. And does he does he have the bourbon? No, it's
1: not. There's no alcohol in the it hotel. Just, no,
0: uh, which this makes is th- what I which mean. Makes think it's a hallucination like, what the fuck it's got is going be? on? And he ends up having a conversation with the barman. I really liked the barman. Yeah. I thought he was pretty cool. And they're just having a conversation about everything and. I quite like this bit because it it does give another side to Jack that I don't think I've seen before, and it was the idea that he is he gets really upset about the fact Wendy's accused him and he's like I did it once it was like I didn't mean to I was drunk, and I wouldn't touch him I love him,
1: and if up until that point nothing ever happened again then maybe she should have given him the benefit of the doubt and asked him. I can understand both sides I can understand why she'd instantly assume it was him, but I do understand him being like he didn't even give me chance to. To get my side of the story
0: yeah and I do think if so if it's a genuine haunting slash other dimension then it's the bar and it's the ballroom and stuff like that but if it's his if it's hallucinatory hallucinatory whatever it is if it's hallucinating is that Jack speaking to his own conscience because his own conscience has refused to let go yeah. of what he's done
1: I just, I just that, shat
0: my pants. I hope that was
1: a firework. I just wonder if you can hear that on the podcast. I bet you can. A firework just went off outside. made me jump a little I bit. I know,
0: I jumped a little bit. I, and I, I do feel quite sorry for Jack at this point because he didn't do it.
1: No, but we don't know if he
0: did it or not, actually.
1: I don't think he did. I think the woman, because we've seen that the woman in the bath can be physical, like Jack's actually touching it. Yeah, disgusting scene.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, <laughs> absolutely gopping. Jack's physically touching her. Uh, So I believe that she would have the capability to strangle him, Um, and whether or not the house did that on uh, the house, the hotel did that on purpose to make Wendy believe it's Jack. But at the same time, it's like
0: it breaks a bridge between Wendy and Jack as well because Jack's finally got something genuinely right to be mad about towards Wendy because she automatically blames him.
1: But he doesn't because when Wendy gives him the out of being oh, there's someone that strangled him, is like, don't be so fucking stupid, whereas... If, <laughs> don't
0: be so fucking that's stupid. That's not his exact
1: words, but that's essentially what he's saying, whereas you, you'd you think Jack must know it wasn't Wendy that would do it, and he knows it's not him that did it, so who did it?
0: Somebody's you, got to have done it. So,
1: yeah, you make him think, well, I'll go check right away, but she has to kind of persuade him to go check it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then we've got Dick, who is shining, so he's doing his vision so he's sort of seeing what's happening.
1: And he, he's he, working
0: through Danny, isn't
1: he? He comes on a mission to, and yeah. I put, a, I know what this down is. the rescue! So determined to get there, he's spending super dick. Sending cash, flights, traveling through all this snow. He's ready. He, he can send something bad. That I love happened. him.
0: He's like one of the. He's He's one of the nicest guys ever. And then I've put because this is the scene I've I've seen before. The bathroom bit no i turned away i didn't want to look it makes me so uncomfortable this mm. scene and as soon as i knew he was going up to that room i was like oh shit it's coming and i know it's coming so jack walks into the room and at this point we uh, we both picked up on it it was the heartbeat and i said to you it sounds like jaws you know when they attach the heartbeat to the yeah. shark.
1: Well, and then i the thing
0: to the Monitor the
1: heartbeat, and th- this is what's so good about this film because I said to you after what felt like about 10 minutes, it's it might so have only been yeah. one. And I turned around and went, It's still going this heartbeat, and subconsciously, you forget about it after a minute, but then you you, then it's like, dun, dun, dun. and then after, like, I realized after however, however long, it could have been one minute, it could have been 10, but because I'm so because you just feel because so isolated is in the film. Thing. Yeah, like you don't realise. So, because I had to you when I said "Is that heartbeat still going. Because
0: yeah. then you're thinking, am I hearing it? Yeah, or is it's, hearing it is. Or...
1: it? It does really put you in the film, the, the composition.
0: But it is fantastic. And so Jack walks in and there's this, like, beautiful naked woman in the bath. And me and you have never been so silent in a moment ever. I just looked at the wardrobe. I it knew it was, like, was coming. I was like,
1: oh, for fuck's sake. That is well, I knew nasty. what was coming,
0: but I didn't remember it being fully naked, weirdly. yeah. But well, I knew what was coming. So she like walks over to him. But this is what I want to pose. If this is room 237 and that was what happened, like when he chopped him to pieces, is that where the husband killed the wife? Or was she the wife? We never see a young
1: yeah, image you do, you of the don't, You wife. don't know who the hell she is. and, and I bad think at, that's
0: one of the other things as well. We it, don't know who she it is. It
1: could have been anyone at we only get told about the instance with, what was his name, Grady? Yeah, Grady. We only get told about the instance with him. There could have been plenty of others at that hotel long before that manager's time of people who have committed horrible crimes or people who have died, as we think we saw in that picture at the end, which we'll get into towards later on, because that's a whole different topic. Oh. But yeah, it could be a number of people, but the fact it's room 237 and the fact that that the Dick the, knew about that, maybe that is his wife, but this... the. The wounds that, that could show up on her in the end, it, it makes no sense to me.
0: The light like bed sores. The, yeah, or acid burns. Yeah. yeah, so. And like rotting away at the flesh, but she's vile. Yeah. And it actually made, like, I think I'm pretty sure I went. Whoop. Yeah, like, it, went, whoa, it, could...
1: it, it, it was an eyesore to say the least.
0: And that haunts me, that, that. I think out of all the films, scary, as you would label it, parts, yeah. that is the one that sticks with me the most. Jack leaves. And we've got Wendy distressed when he returns to the room. And she says, was there anybody up there? She's panicking because she thinks somebody's in the hotel. And he says, no, there was nothing there. I didn't see anything. And then you've got fucking Danny with his red rum. Yep. Red rum. Fucking I hate that kid. Uh,
1: about the red rum, I note it down. This this might be just me wandering off into my imagination, but red runs written backwards on door. Yeah. Does that then imply a, like because when you think of another dimension in horrors it's opposite, it's like a mirrored vi- image yeah. of you. What? So Ooh. is he is it is this Tony Wright, like, right like writing murder but because we're on the normal dimension it's she written sees backwards. It
0: through the
1: mirror. Do you know That's what I'm so saying? It's clever. like a, it's like a mirrored thing. That's what I thought when I saw it, is that why it's written backwards? Or written you know what I mean, in the way it is? Yeah. Because it's been written from the other side. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: I do. That's really interesting. So Wendy sees Danny having another episode and she's worried about him and she talks to Jack about it and she says, look, I don't think it's healthy for him being up here. What we can do is we can go down, we can go to the town, he can see a doctor and Jack kicks off at her then. He's like, no, we're not seeing a fucking doctor, blah, 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 And he he, he, he behaves quite childishly and quite abusively. Yeah. And so he leaves again and then he ends up at the party. So he walks into the hallway and there's balloons like floating everywhere and streamers and things like that. And he walks in and the bar is now full. Now, does the does the party represent his mind state? So before, when he was starting to lose it a little bit, the bar was empty, but there was a bourbon there. Yeah, bourbon.
1: bourbon. Like, like custard biscuit, cream.
0: Custard cream, chocolate biscuit.
1: Bourbon on the rocks.
0: Yeah, and so does it start with that? And then when he's completely lost his head, it turns to a full-blown party.
1: See, I again, this might be me looking too deep into it, but from what I could gather, Jack, that that what happens in that ballroom is what is a type of society Jack wants to live in. You he can tell, you be. can tell by the way he's dressed and the way that, like the way Wendy's dressed and his kid in the house, and at the start they're not a well-off family. No, they're not. And I think he wants to be in that upper-class society filled with people who speak to him like sir like butlers and stuff and he wants to be this famous writer and that's why he's so fluently spoken in this so um what's what's the word
0: charismatic
1: yeah like and he speaks just really well and And gentleman is that the life he wants to live in is that is that his idea of his society he wants to be involved in
0: yeah so he tries to offer the money And then the barman doesn't take it. It's like your money's no good here. Which
1: makes think again, different dimension.
0: And so he gets the free drink, and he's walking around, and then the one of the butlers or the waiters bangs into him, and he gets God knows what it's called all down his shirt and stuff. So they end up going to the bathroom together, and it's
1: and just to add there, Jack in real world was fucking flippy shit at that. Yeah, and he was just like because he's hallucinating. It's like I'm in my dream scenario; like nothing's a problem.
0: Yeah, so they end up going to the bathroom together, and. It's revealed that he is Grady. Because Jack recognises him from a picture. And he says, No, you're Grady. You're you were the caretaker here. And then Grady Grady's like, No, it. you're the only caretaker. And Jack tries to sort of manipulate his way around. It. He's like, No, I've seen
1: you. I've he, he seen you. He doesn't want to call him out on what he's done because he knows how dark it is. But at the same time, Jack seems quite um excited that he's speaking to this guy like his like, in his head, he's, he must have thought previously about hearing what happened. Like, oh, what, would I ever chop? Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, would I ever murder my What Do you know what I mean? he's thinking about it, and now he's met the guy who's done it, and he's kind of like, oh, so you're the guy. Normally, you would be like, oh, it's you. Like, you're, you're the murderer, blah, blah, blah. But he's kind of like, oh, so it's you then.
0: He's quite intrigued, isn't yeah. he, rather than frightened or startled as yeah. a normal person would be. So they're talking about the... At that point, Grady tells Jack that Danny is trying to get Dick into the place yeah. and uses, drops the n-bomb, which yeah. not appropriate in any circumstance, but anyway. And he repeats it, and they repeat it together, and it's sort of like Grady manipulating him into doing these drastic actions, and he talks about, well, you know, your son, is a very bold boy, he's a very naughty boy, and then he talks about his wife.
1: Yeah, you can tell he's persuading them to kill them both. Correct them both. Correct
0: them both. And he said, I had to correct my children and my wife because the girls tried to burn the place down. And he had to stop them, so he chopped them up into little pieces. Though he doesn't say it quite as blatantly as that. And then Jack sort of says, yes, maybe I should correct them.
1: Yeah, you can see he's liking the idea.
0: Yeah, and cheers. I feel like if... If Jack could have like walked away from Danny and Wendy even before all this happened and just started his life again, he would have done. I don't see any apart from apart from the bit with Danny when he was talking to the barman about him, because he was saying I love him. And that was like a real breakthrough and then it was just suddenly clouded over. So I don't know.
1: I think it's a hotel that does this to him.
0: The hotel drives him it.
1: Everyone well, not everyone, that that's putting everyone under the same blanket, but a lot of a lot of married people I'd imagine with families and that do have times where they think you just they get the do-made in the, the wife and kids or the husband and kids. yeah. Um But like Jack at the bar scene, ultimately you love them to bits. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, definitely. And so at this point it cuts back after Grady's managed to convince Jack to correct his wife and child. And Tony has completely possessed Danny. And he's like...
1: Danny's not like, here anymore.
0: Danny's not here, Mrs. Torrance. And like he goes through that and it's... oh God, it's so unnerving. That kid is a fucking freak. He's so cute, though, at the same time. He plays he's it off well. He's a little cute bowl court. Bless him.
1: So, yeah, Wendy, Wendy then is where she goes to speak to Jack. Yeah, she grabs the she baseball bat. she wants to have a bat. chat about leaving. And she knows that Jack's not going to like the idea. Yeah. So, fair play to have taken a baseball bat. She must know that... um she must know that Jack's in a, in a bad state. That yeah, he's, to be he's able un- to grab un- a weapon. Yeah, he's unpredictable, and she doesn't hide it. She's she yeah. blatantly. She locked it and loaded.
0: She knew exactly what she was doing. So props to Wendy for that.
1: She finds all the notes.
0: Weird though that she left him, Danny alone. I mean, I know that she at this point she thinks they're the only ones in the hotel, but at the same point
1: she still thinks that someone strangled him and that it wasn't Jack. Yeah,
0: Perry. and the fact that she he's said talking... she said she's
1: gonna lock the door though,
0: and the fact that he's talking like Tony as well. Mm. Like completely possessed by this Tony at this well, point. But she might
1: still have a doctor's thing in mind and think, Oh, it's just a kid going through an episode.
0: Very true. So
1: she finds all them letters which creep me she, out. It
0: was well, they're not letters, but, it's his manuscript. Well yeah, it's
1: his any these thousands upon thousands all work of pages. And no
0: play makes Jack a dull boy. That
1: that just makes you think, Oh fucking hell like yeah, my
0: toe, it, my toes have just curled now and they curled when I saw it. And then Jack's watching her look at Yeah. Everything and he's like, Do you like it? And I believe before that yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that before that yes, definitely. Just and it's important to mention the after Jack goes to talk to Grady in the bathroom, he also takes the plugs out of the radio. Yeah
1: and then as he, well. We don't see it, but he also goes and fucks up the cat, is it yeah, called? I
0: think he takes a spark plug Catmobile.
1: out. So Check he's... me out.
0: Spark plug. I know what I'm talking about. So was it about. a
1: diesel engine or a petrol engine? I'm
0: gonna go diesel. Petrol. That's what I said.
1: Diesels don't have spark plugs. I said
0: it. Diesels just like petrol, but with. A well, D- I'm editing
1: this episode, so you said diesel. <laughs> if you was if you was editing it, it could say you, you, you could. Well, I
0: I didn't change it so that you said I enjoy BJ. So you, you can't fuck me over now.
1: <laughs> but anyway, this this starts off the the long drawn out chase scene. Yeah, uh, definitely. It has its pauses, but it, this is what eventually starts it because he is approaching on the stairs. He's. he's his acting then it's fucking horrible like it's unreal acting but he's like i'm not gonna hurt you i'm not gonna hurt you and he's like i'm gonna kill you no he
0: says i'm just gonna bash both your brains oh
1: god it's like fucking hell like you just feel like christ is gonna is gonna hurt and
0: then she absolutely cracks him one with a baseball bat and yeah even the acting at this point just the way his eyes roll back Mm. and he falls downstairs and when she's dragging him it's the way he's acting and it's super... How Jack Nicholson did not win best actor for this one, he must have done.
1: We'll have a look after. Yeah,
0: we're going to have to have a look after because he was insanely good.
1: Locks him in the pantry. Yeah. Very smart.
0: Very smart. Only
1: one way out and she says, I'm going to go get help. I'm she's going to get doing me and Danny. Well. Yeah. She says she's going to bring a doctor. So even at this point, you said earlier... Um, about when he had a dream about her, that, you'd be out that, of there. but she he's she he's blatantly admitted to bashing his head in. Yeah, and she's locked him in and said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna get your help."
0: I'm gonna get you up.
1: So yeah. she even at this point she still cares for him and still loves him.
0: But regardless, you know, even I mean, it was eighties. It was a different time. Whether it was set in the eighties or not, I don't know because then the picture at the end said nineteen twenty one. So was it the twenties? Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure. However, if My like in modern times now, and I don't have a child, so it's easy for me to say, and I don't have a husband, so it's easy for me to say. But I know that if I had a child and my husband popped his collarbone out, there wouldn't be a relationship. Like if if somebody laid a hand on my child, whether it's the dad or not, they'd be out of there. But she made that decision, and as I say, it was divorce wasn't still widely known in the eighties, so it was very much you know you stayed with you stayed by your man. And so I can ignore that so much. So he's unconscious. She locks him into the pantry. And you know what I really appreciated? And it's something Scream doesn't do, it's something Nightmare on Elm Street doesn't do. Halloween, Jack's hurt. This is what shows you he's a very human person. Yeah. When he wakes up, he's, he doesn't like jump up and then bang on the door. He's like, he's holding his head, he's yeah. in pain. When you see him stand up, he's sort of limping to the door. And throughout that chase scene, he's limping. So he's injured, which which makes it even scary because he's a very real person. So we've got Jack actually hurt and he's trying to like convince Wendy to let him out. And it's the way he splits between personalities. So it's like, Wendy, get open the fucking door. And then he hears her and he hears her whimper. And he's like, okay, she's she's breaking a little bit. He's like, Wendy, I'm really sorry. Mm. I didn't mean it. I'm you know... Still, still
1: manipulative.
0: Yeah, and she. Well, then,
1: the way. Sorry, the carry on, because no, I was, no, was going to go on to something sure? else. And yeah, so she a bit goes ahead. and checks the tank
0: that's not a tank. She just tries to know. get out, but and she, she, she can't, can't get out.
1: And this, the, the, what I was going to say now, because this is when Jack escapes, it's so. Th- this film, it, it, it's it's like a roller coaster. Like, it's like, all oh, right, it's paranormal. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Oh, wait, it's a hallucination. Oh, wait, no, it's not, because.
0: Gray, Grady opens himself. that door. Grady he did not get out of there himself. Grady
1: opens that door for him because he says you're failing like I thought you wanted to and he, he spurs him on more to be like, no, I'm going to do this and that's when he goes out with the axe. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, it can't be hallucination to open that because door because he got out. he didn't
0: open the door himself. No,
1: he, he couldn't unlock it from inside.
0: 100%. And then, it, this is what I don't really understand either, this me out a bit. but Wendy's managed to have a little nap. Mm. in the midst of this absolute terror. Not that there's much she can do, but yeah. she, she assumes that Jack's locked up. But at this point, you know, if you've cracked somebody over the head with a baseball bat, they could be haemorrhaging in there. She
1: maybe was trying to wait till morning because she can walk up the mountain. You can see, she's waiting for yeah. the weather to
0: break, isn't she? So the storm's not so bad. But, you know, if even when you're asleep, if you're scared, like, you've got a heightened sense of what's going on. And there's fucking Danny walking around like,
1: Red, bulb, red bulb. You're but really did, playing on that impression. You did yeah, a, I know. I'm trying to do it job. as much as
0: I can because you did a really good job of um, Mr. of Loomis in Halloween. Did I? Yeah, you were like, oh yeah, it, yeah, 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 get your ass out fair of fair enough. You've the shine in them. Yeah, just let me have this one, all right? I'm not. I won't do it again. But I just need no, you something. can.
1: I, I just noticed that you. Like you, know, it you, get you get it, it's a performer it in you. you. You had to get it in there.
0: Might just teach her my lessons tomorrow in that voice and then come home crying because I'm in agony. That must have real. to be fair, actually, as well, that must have really fucked with that kid's yeah, voice. it's it not, a, it's to
1: not say. an easy thing, that voice to put on.
0: But anyway, after he's, you know, grabbed the knife and when he's gliding it down, so I've, I've not seen this scene fully until now, but I assumed that he cut his finger with the knife and then wrote it because he was, like, putting his finger down the blade it's of the knife and it's like it? he thinks against it. And so he's like, oh no, actually. And he grabs the lipstick and writes red rum. And at this point, you're like, thick bastard, can't even get the letters right. <laughs> <laughs> it was so I was like, funny. you'd be straight
1: on that I would. Chip.
0: I was like, I'd be getting that red lipstick Ugh. out and circling that wrong. But she wakes up and the first thing she sees is the mirror because she's holding Danny. When she sees him with an eye, she grabs hold of him and like hugs him. And then she looks directly at the mirror and it says spells murder. Mm. And that is really clever, that theory about...
1: It's it being different. from the other dimension. And I can promise you that's not... I haven't read that anywhere. That's just no, the that's way very, I interpreted no, it's, it. it's
0: really clever. I like it. And Danny is panicking. And at this point, everything just fucking goes shitstorm. So, little knock on the door, then bang with an axe. And
1: so... It's a big chase scene.
0: Jack is starting to come through the door. The panicking. You know, Wendy's got the protective mother in her out, so... She manages to get Danny out oh, and yeah. luckily because of the snowstorm it's sort of like a flurried slide yeah. down to the bottom from the window. But she can't get out.
1: So she she takes a brunt of it. She's ready to just She's ready to
0: either die for him to or fight, kill him. For
1: die, uh, fight fight or die, yeah. Kill and, or be killed.
0: And this I don't know this scene was just it was an odd one. So he he cracks open the first door and then he gets to the bathroom and then he's like Little pig, little pig, let me come in. And then huff, 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 I'll blow your house He is full of fucking mental health. He has lost, lost his it. shit. So he's hammering the door down. He's going through and you just Action. see...
1: Acting the door down.
0: Yeah, you know what I meant. Hammering I know, but I
1: just thought I'd guess.
0: Look, you just can't take... You're not the star of this one, alright, can you?
1: I'll start doing fucking impressions of jet ja- No, you can't. Go you can't. No, 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 no. Because I don't want to do an injustice. He... No one will ever be able to do his Johnny like he can.
0: No, they weren't you, you
1: told me that it's am i allowed to say one of your little um Did I tell you what it was? Facts? Yeah, that that was improvised.
0: Oh yeah, it was improvised. So but it, wasn't it was actually it was Jack Nicholson had got it from a TV presenter at the time who was a famous TV presenter and it was like, Here's Johnny and that's ah, where it came from. But that
1: adds to the craziness of it. Like I, like if I'd have known that before, well now that I know that now, I think that's even cleverer because it's just that's something a mental person will do, like he's just <laughs> the fireworks and,
0: and I well I put in my notes who the fuck is Johnny and so I had to google it yeah. afterwards because I was like well I need to know and yeah it was a TV presenter and that was his tagline for years afterwards
1: that's clever I like that
0: and then Jack is about to swing a nice little hammer into the door to finish it off and get his wife when he hears the the traps of
1: that is the catmobile or whatever it's called yeah of, of, Dick, of Dick Dick arriving
0: yeah so Dick arrives and walks through, and he's he sort of Jack's. Jack is like, I'm, I'm gonna take care of this, and yeah. then I'm coming back for you. And so he heads off and he kills Dick,
1: kills Dick, acts to the straight to the chest, done and dusted. Yes, and
0: it makes me so sad because he was such and he was just trying to help. Yeah, See, I, I thought
1: at coming. the beginning he was a real not caring. I thought he was creepy at the beginning, yeah. But, but
0: Actually, he's just trying to help Danny because he
1: understands, doesn't he?
0: And then I think his. Dick the Tony? Is Dick Tony? Like who who is
1: Tony? No, I think I think Tony's just another one of them One explain things because Tony Danny asks Dick about Tony, saying, Oh, Tony said.
0: Yeah, and then Dick's like, that. Did Tony show you this? Yeah. Did Tony Yeah because he's trying to work out whether he's bad or good, isn't yeah. it? And we don't really know about it. No, that's it yet. what I mean.
1: Is it a possession? It, it doesn't it doesn't seem like a possession, but it's got the characteristics of one.
0: Yeah. So Wendy is running around trying to like see what's going on. She's seen Dick laid on the floor, blood dripping, and then you've got the she runs into like a near an open room and sees mm. the barman getting noshed off by a furry. Yeah, which is a bit odd. It, I was that, like, why has he got his ass out? And then I was like, why is he fucking wearing a bear? It's mask?
1: bizarre, isn't it? It's just.
0: And but does that represent the two different dimensions colliding together?
1: I'm not sure. I think I read up somewhere there was something behind it. People speculated it was something to do with an issue at the time in in them in them times, and it was something to do with like some sort of sex sexual, uh, maybe not crime but wrongdoing. Like, do you know what I'm saying? It was. Yeah. It was some. It was portraying something at the time of that that era where I'm not saying it was this, but for example, sex trafficking, like those type of things, where the yeah, I know, you know
0: what I, mean. that
1: that I'm not saying it was that, but it was something, It was. A, People speculate that it was to highlight that, but again, it's one of the things which is kind of like, what the fuck, like, what's happening?
0: Yeah, so it's... So
1: she starts seeing things now around the yeah.
0: house. Yeah, and so it splits... Around in that be-
1: hotel, sorry. Yeah, I know what
0: you mean. So it splits in be-
1: <laughs> Fireworks going Rude. off celebrating episode seven. Yeah.
0: <laughs> God, thank you, thank you. We've
1: been doing this for seven weeks.
0: No, because we do oh, episodes two a times a week. it yeah, I was going to say, it's 4th. Yeah. This is the 4th week. Anyway, so then we've got the chasing through the snow scene, chasing through the maze and you sort of split between Wendy and Danny's perspective and Jack's perspective here mm. and that elevator scene with all the blood was incredible. Like, that was so effective. And the way it just came in slow motion as well was I Yeah, the camera
1: work in this film, even in the maze, the maze section, it, it was... It, it just was, makes you feel like part of the film, like when you're riding behind Danny on his little little car thing, when you're being chased through the maze, like the the angle, it's like the camera's you and you're going around this maze.
0: I just think, I, I do wonder why, like, were they as cold? Was it cold in there? Like, was it, was it like in real, I know that sounds really stupid, but was it like winter real life cold or was it, was it done deliberately or was it staged? I'm was not it, sure. Yeah, I, I could, they did a very good job if it was staged because yeah. you could picture them absolutely freezing. And, you know, Danny's running through the maze, bless him, and he's absolutely terrified.
1: Outsmarts Jack.
0: But outsmarts Jack. And gets and rid of his
1: footprints. Jack. Which Jack was following.
0: Yeah, and Jack gets lost in the maze, which could be a metaphor for him losing his... getting mm. lost in his own head.
1: Yeah. And then the 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 grand reveal as it goes through him. And this is what I like because it's a horror, but doesn't glorify over the thirst for wanting to see a kill or wanting to see someone's end. He just drops down to rest, and then he's frozen to death in the morning. I,
0: I agree at certain point, but then I disagree because actually I I feel like we do see his suffering quite a lot. We can see his heart stopping. Like you can see he's clutching his chest and he's making the noises. But you I mean you don't physically see him like freezing over. But I I do think it's quite a it's very painful to watch. And you, mm-hmm. you physically see him become nonsensical. So he's, he's so cold yeah, His body's
1: shutting down. That his yeah. body's
0: shutting down. And then, yeah, the next morning when he wakes up, he's frozen to the ground.
1: I suppose I mean in the sense he's no like screaming or like, yeah, like, he's... ah, I'm, I'm dying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that type of thing that you just, you think, oh, like, he sits down and I don't think he's going to die yet. And then all of a sudden he's just dead yeah, in the morning. Yeah, and the morning he's frozen. I think it does look ridiculous.
0: But maybe that is reflective of his madness, mm. which is equally as good. So we've got the final scene that we don't hear anything else from Wendy or Danny. That's it done. That's it done. And the final scene with Jack is so haunting. His dead body, uh, frozen to death. But then you get the picture. And then you're like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, which I've seen. There's people, there's fan theories about it, about whether it was. Um, some people speculate it was something to do with like once you. Once you Die in the hotel grounds. You are part of the hotel, and that picture was taken.
0: See, this is what I well thought. Well,
1: before, and then there was, there was other theories, but there's nothing. I thought those. I, I looked for an ending explained, and there just is no explanation to it. No, no, nothing set in stone. That's like it doesn't. The writers are the like. There's nothing said after in like extra footage about what the ending meant. That's just it, it's only fan speculation.
0: See, by the same point as well. I, I thought this, but I I haven't researched it, so I can't you know i can't go with like fan theories or anything like that i'm not sure but it reminded me very much of american horror story murder house the very first series oh i have seen it because anybody who dies in the house stays in the house and it's the idea that anybody who dies in the hotel stays in the But jack looks
1: happy in that photo it makes you think did he get what he wanted
0: but then somebody else and i was talking to i can't remember i was talking to a member of staff today about this film and they said a lot of a theory comes with it's actually Danny's imagination, so they're all actually dead, and they're replaying the night. But it's they, because we never hear anything from Danny or Wendy again.
1: But this is this is why I think The Shining isn't about Jack, Wendy, or Danny. I think it's about the hotel, and they're just
0: that plays The main that's the main character. They're because just like once, pawns to play.
1: Yeah, like it's you get scenes when they're in the house, and that, but it, it it's not. You don't see around their house. You see a scene of them driving to the hotel. But essentially everything you see is in that hotel and once once they've left once Jack's dead and they've left hotel at the end of the film, that's what you're done. Yeah. So it's just to summarise it's, just, it's a film where there's there's a thousand different explanations for things in your mind and they've done a good job in just leaving it to the audience to decide what, what they portray it as. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. It really is.
1: But then that's a shining. And
0: that's a shining. But I just feel like it's not. There isn't an end, and so I feel like it's not like okay, well, the killer's unmasked, everything's fine in the end.
1: Yeah, it's it's not the end because nothing's explained. There's no sequels, but I think that's why it's held like held up for so long. Definitely. So
0: it can't be a sequel because no, we don't know what the first film was. And the
1: sequel takes away its brilliance, I think, Definitely. because it's, it's a one-off. The, the haunting of this hotel—if it's even a haunting—yeah.
0: And I know we've mentioned this before, and I just want to give a final shout out before we go into behind the scenes stuff Tiara. and things like that. Tiara, thanks, Yara. Hi, Yara. <laughs> Yara messaged me today. She was she like, she messaged me the other day about. She was it. like, I did give. I am reading. I'm listening to the end, and I was <laughs> like, you've got to get to us quicker, Yara. We've already edited, and. I just want to give one final shout out to the score of the movie because I do feel like it was nothing without it. The only score that's been able to terrify me or soundtrack that's been able to terrify me is Insidious. Yeah, And Insidious. I do feel it is very, very similar in terms of its score to Insidious because it's so random, it's so... And it's more... Randomly uh, placed. Insidious, so...
1: Yeah, Insidious is brilliant, but I think it in this film it means so much more because there isn't much to the eye that makes you scared yeah. in this film. It's all Whereas Insidious is very visual as well. Yeah, but both... both um,
0: We're going to have to do that at some point. Icons I'm in their own right, yeah. Insidious.
1: We will do Insidious. We
0: love Patrick Wilson.
1: So we've got your behind-the-scenes facts. Yeah,
0: sorry, I was just drawing over Patrick Wilson. Right, so I'm going to go budget and box office first.
1: Budget, not many characters. So, budget... Not many characters. But
0: Jack Nicholson is a very well-known...
1: Isn't it at this point? Yes, or, he is. Yeah. Uh, He's
0: a very well-known I'm going to go center.
1: 12 million.
0: 15 million. Oh, you far
1: off. I said 15 last time, I think, for a film.
0: Yeah, you did. No, you didn't. It was 15. And then you were like, oh, I, I was going to say 15.
1: Oh, all right, Just
0: stick with 15 next time and you might be on it. And what do you think it made at box office?
1: <sighs> 80 million
0: 80 million no what 46.2 million it was so it's got
1: it's got better with time actually
0: beetlejuice made more than the shining did it got roasted by critics because of the slow build-up it was too slow a lot of critics said it ruined it for them but yeah and now we can read more into it now we're in the world where we read more into things and Mm. we're desperate to know an answer and would you know you can go on google for an answer this doesn't give you an answer and so i do think it's become more established as it's grown so stephen king who was the original author of the shining wrote a draft screenplay but according to david hughes who is one of kevin's biographers he never bothered to read it and collaborated with another novelist diane johnson on the script so the actual writer of the book wrote a screenplay and he was just like nah Okay, no. it's all right cheers but stanley Kubrick is absolutely amazing so so Kubrick was concerned the hedge maze would be too easy to solve the crew challenged him to try he tried one morning on set and couldn't get out same with the crew members the scene took a month to shoot so that final scene in the maze took a month to shoot because people kept getting lost that's so cool. the crew had to put walkie talkies on at all times to try and find each other that's cool the most famous line in the film, here's Johnny, is improvised. But I've said this before and it was also the tagline for a famous presenter. Yep. Danny Lloyd, who plays Danny, wasn't aware he was in a horror film. For his protection, he was told it was a drama.
1: Really? And he didn't
0: see the whole film until he was in his teens. That's cool. Yeah. So he was told it was a drama. Uh, Shelley Duvall, who is Wendy. There we go. I didn't know her name. Shelley Duvall lost all of her hair during filming. Well, near enough all of her hair. Kubrick was very hard on her to the point where she was quite frequently ill. Yeah. He, he really put her through it. In order to get into a seething, incensed, demonic demeanour for his character, Jack Nicholson only ate cheese sandwiches, which he absolutely despises for two weeks leading up to the film. Ah. So that's all he ate. Sixty doors were harmed in the making of this <laughs> film. The elevator scene took a whole year to get right just I the elevator know. scene with the blood coming down each shot took nine days to clean the hallway and fill the elevator with blood again and in the end they only used three shots and then finally Danny the little boy created Tony himself so Tony was an imaginary friend originally but Danny put the finger in ah, and it nice stayed in the film and so those are my fun facts
1: no, nice. so the, that just leaves us with the would you rather question. And then the unboxing. And then Charlotte's scene. itching to open up box number four, is it
0: now? Yeah, I get really excited when I get
1: to open it. So my would you rather, we're going to take it um, into The Shining's context of a hallucination. Let's say Jack's ball scene was an halluc- hallucination.
0: Yeah.
1: And let's say that he <clears throat> he doesn't he's completely pulled out from the story. He's just living his hallucination of being in an upper class society. Okay. So I'm basically asking you to put yourself in what you call your dream life. You go into it, you you know through the whole time this is only a hallucination, but the experiences okay. are still real in your mind. Would you live that for the rest of your life? Knowing that you're not in reality.
0: See, my first instinct was like, I'd meet Taylor Swift, I'd meet Meryl Streep, we'd all be best friends, it'd be an amazing time. I'd be casting Scream, like I'd be living the dream. But I feel like to live a full life, and this sound, when I think about it further and I agree with myself, I'm like, yeah, this is right. If you to live a full life, you can't just be happy. You've got to feel yeah. pain, you've got to feel sadness, you've got to feel grief, you've got to have human connections with real people or else it's no life at all. And I do think you miss sadness and you miss pain.
1: Yeah. And
0: it it just makes you less of a person, so no, I'm gonna go with. I wouldn't. Fair enough. What about you?
1: Uh I'd say no as well. I just feel like if the question was you would like would you live a constant hallucination but you're not aware that you're hallucinating then yes because as far as i'm aware it's real life yeah but i'd know that i probably know that there's still like the the reality of it is these people i know will still be having their daily struggles and yeah what why should i be dreaming my own dream life even though i'm kind of living it
0: and also could you change your mind because if you change your mind you might not be the same again Mm. because it'd be like well my life's not perfect. Like yeah. it, your life had always been. A perfect second. life needs
1: its ups and downs. Yeah. But ups and downs. Ups, ups and downs. downs.
0: Ups and downs. Lonnie, get your ass off house. <laughs> <laughs> so. So it's time, it's time. So I have box number four open. I don't like looking inside it because I don't wanna ruin the surprise. It. It's we are Pennywise. watching the
1: original. Remake. The original... This
0: is the remake. This right, is Alexander Skarsgård's it. Never watched either, so... I've watched both, unfortunately. Because yeah, I'm I... looking
1: forward to it. I've never watched it.
0: Because clowns terrify me. I'm so... I'm not know what that's on his arm. Show what, what is on his head?
1: You mean what's well, on his head? head?
0: What is he holding? It's a bear. Well, it's nothing to do with a bear in the film.
1: We'll find out.
0: Well, I, I know.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's just the little kids. I don't know. Yeah,
0: maybe. Maybe
1: so tune in next week for that
0: yeah we'll be watching it. it and also this thursday coming up we have got oliver's episode as well
1: yes we have
0: have you decided what you're going to do yet,
1: no I've, I've got a few in mind i was going to do a horror quiz
0: Ooh, that'd be good i was gonna i
1: was going i was trying to find a scenario one where online where you say you hear a strange noise do I'll you a b sending. or c but then just not long enough. Um, And they're all, it's either like, you hear a strange noise outside, would you leave immediately and call the police or run outside and try and find what it is? And it's like, for fuck's sake, show a bit of,
0: give give us a bit more context. You should make your own.
1: I said this, but I worked it out with Sharon and it'd take a long time (laughs) because you've got to explore every option. It'd take ages. Yeah, that'd be cool. So yeah, look forward to that.
0: Yeah, that'd be interesting.
1: Yara, hope you're looking forward to it.
0: Yara, get your buzzer ready.
1: So yeah, I hope you've enjoyed
0: and we have been creeping in the family see you soon